morning folks this is roberta johnson and petra's promise it is friday june the 3rd around 11 o'clock in the foothills of north carolina i hope everyone is having a blessed friday this is titled my god can my god can my god can what are you out there in podcast land what are you believing what are you believing we see all the current events with covid now monkey pox hokey pox uh all this stuff the inflation what the administration is doing to our great nation we see the lies being exposed from the cdc the who um the world economic forum with people like charles schwab um talking to these um basically i would say they are company shareholders or ceos or owners of these huge corporations um, and he's encouraging them to basically be self-governing uh, people over their communities. <laughs> it's like, no, no, we have we have a governor. His name is Jesus. That's a whole other topic, though. We're starting to see all the BS come to light. Amen. God says in his word that whatever is hidden in darkness, whatever is done in darkness shall be made known. It shall be made uh into the light hallelujah so we're starting to see the general population start to wake up first they got to get mad and realize that they've been believing some some lies they've been deceived that's the first step usually it comes with anger um they've been deceived hallelujah but it's all in the step of getting to realize that hey I have been bound by a system that is bound and determined to kill me. And I don't have to be a part of that anymore. Because what my God can. My God can. My God set the Israelites free from slavery and hardship under the Egyptian laws. Amen. They still had to fight. Don't think because God is for you. And he's got promised lands. He's got blessings for you. You're still going to have to fight. Just like Samson. He's the strongest man recorded in, in the Bible. Um, God gave him the jawbone. But he still had to beat those men's butts. He still had to go ballistic on them. And beat them. Beat them down. Joshua and Caleb... The Israelites had to go into the promised land. They were given the promised land that was given to their forefathers. But they still had to go in and take the giants down. God requires us to fight. The problem is we have been lulled to sleep by this New Testament unsaid law of religion that says be nice and let everything slide you're not a good christian unless you're being nice to everybody no that's not biblical that's not really biblical there's times 
where the one true living God commanded his people to go in and take those other people out. Take those people out. Take them down. Run them out of that land. I'm giving you that land. But today's religion would tell you, oh, you're a thief. Oh, you're, you're not following God. God would never do that to someone else. Yes, he would. Yes, he did. It's biblical. Yes, he did. And the word of God says that God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. My God can. What about your God? Can your God get over COVID? It's a question to ask yourself. It's a question to ask yourself. Are you really walking in the faith? The Bible in the New Testament uh, tells us to evaluate ourselves. Are we even walking in the faith? Are you walking in fear? Or worse than that, walking agreeing with some kind of lie that's bound up in fear, bound up in some kind of limitation? Because my God can. Every time I say my God can, I want you to say my God can. Remember Daniel would not bow to King Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, I believe I got this right. I might got it wrong. He was sent to the lion's den. It might have been a different king. Don't quote me on that. But you get the point of my story. Um, uh, go through so many um, on the spur of the moment and so forgive me uh, if I am wrong but you get the gist of the story amen my God can Daniel was sent to the lion's den for praying to the one true living God Elohim Jehovah Jireh Jehovah El Shaddai the living God the one who set the Israelites free and brought them to the promised land and subdued, helped them subdue their enemies uh, or the inhabitants of that promised land. Send him to the lion's den. Back then, it must have been either a cave or um, a huge hole dug out in the ground where they threw the lions in. They threw Daniel in there with them and this was not a zoo of today where these lions probably get fed a really good meal every single day no you got to think about that they probably didn't feed these lions every single day a really good meal these lions were probably hungry these lions were wild they weren't raised in captivity they were captured and taken Okay, they were wild beasts thrown into a den. They were not fed every single day like they are in the zoos. Okay, they're not tame. Uh, Daniel's thrown in there. By faith, Daniel made it to the next day. Here comes the king looking at you were alive. He thought Daniel was going to be dead. He thought he lost his friend. He... You know, there was a lot of pride going on with this king. He knew Daniel was a believer. He knew Daniel was praying. And he didn't want to lose his image. You know, being king, he had to throw Daniel in the lion's den uh, for disobeying and still praying. Um, but God saved Daniel because Daniel had faith. 
Daniel knew that God was with him. He believed on God. And God shut the mouth of those lions. I don't know what kind of situation you've been thrown into today. I don't know what kind of situation you feel like is unfair. I don't know what kind of what kind of environment, what's going on at the job, your family, even in your church, your community, you know, what people are saying about you, who they believe, what report they're believing, the, the, the chaos that may be going on in your own. I don't know what situation you're going through, but I want you to know right here, right now, your God can. My God can. There's another story I love to refer to about Mary Magdalene's brother, Lazarus. This is a New Testament story for those who don't know. Mary Magdalene was a, uh, I would say, a disciple of Jesus. She followed Jesus for the three and a half years that Peter um, and uh, John and Matthew uh, and Luke followed um, Jesus. She loved the Lord. He had cast many devils out of her that were causing her depression. That's what the Bible says. Um, and she loved Jesus and she followed him. Well, her brother had died. And Jesus was supposed to be there. When he died, that <clears throat> uh, Jesus did not show up. The day one went by, Lazarus was his name. He died. Day two goes by, Jesus still didn't show up. Mary's heartbroken. The family's heartbroken. They don't know what to think. They think that God, their best friend, her best friend, has forsaken her. He's not showed up. Day three comes and goes and Lazarus is laying in the grave. And Jesus is still nowhere to be found. They didn't have cell phones back then. They didn't have pagers. Couldn't call them up and say, oh, where you at, man? Been waiting on you. My brother's dead. He went ahead and gave up the ghost. Went and buried him and everything. You were supposed to be here. Where are you at? They had no idea where Jesus was. They lost all hope. Four days. Four days comes around. Here comes Jesus. Here comes the best friend. Mary's best friend. Jesus. And she's crying when she tells the Lord what happened. Jesus cries. He already knows Lazarus is dead. He's got, he already knows. And he cries anyway. He weeps with Mary. I'm going to cry right now telling the story. Ugh. That's her brother. I don't know if any of you guys have lost a brother or a sibling, a sister. Even if you didn't even grow up together, there's just some kind of bond that siblings have. 
And Jesus knew that. He cried for Mary. And she said, Lord, he, you know, he said, where's he at? She said, Lord, he stinks. It's been four days. He stinks. He's bloated. He's dead. He's, you know, he's starting to rot. The flies are in there. Maggots already. Who knows? I don't, have not seen a dead body after four days. That has not been embalmed. I'm sure they didn't embalm people back then like they do today. Um, this is pretty gross, you know. We smell a possum or a raccoon on the side of the road and it stinks to high heaven. I can't imagine what that was like. He said, show me where he lays. And so she did. And Jesus goes and he yells with a loud voice. He says, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus came out, bound in grave clothes and everything alive and breathing. Because guess what? My God can. No matter what the situation is in your life, whether it has been dead, whether it stinks, it's rotten. Nobody wants to go near it. Nobody wants to touch that person and, and help resurrect the issue that they have. God can do it. God can. My God can. I hope you remember your assignment. Say, my God can. My God can. He freed the Israelites from Egypt. From slavery. They had moaned and cried. And moaned and cried. About being a slave, not having anything to eat. They didn't have shoes on their feet. They had to make bricks for Pharaoh. God heard their cries. He didn't release them immediately. I think this is where we get, we get lost. Because God is not on our time. He don't work on our time. We're not going to be able to figure it out. We're not going to be able to figure it out. That's why the Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. No one can comprehend how he is going to do something. Our job is to have faith that he will do it. No matter if it takes 10 days or 10 years. My God can. So they went through a period of time of plagues. God hardened Pharaoh's heart where he would not let them go after Moses, after he sent Moses and asked Pharaoh, said, let my people go. He hardened his heart a few times. So God then could bring the plagues on the Egyptian people. He, still, he let them go. Eventually, they still had to leave. They get to the Red Sea. They think they're out there to die. Pharaoh's army. Pharaoh changed his mind. He says, I want my slaves back. Who's going to make all these bricks? So he sends his army after the Israelites. They're standing in front of the Red Sea. There's no way they can get across. Pharaoh's army has come up behind them on the mountains. They're trapped, basically in a death trap. And God parts the Red Sea so they can go through. And not only parts the Red Sea so they can go through. He drowns Pharaoh's army once they get in the water uh, 
after the Israelites. He drowns him. God, the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That every single lying tongue that comes against you, you shall condemn. That is your heritage of being a servant of the Lord. But what do you believe? What are you believing? What are you buying into? Do you believe your God is going to rescue you when you get to the Red Sea? And drown your enemies. And rectify all those lies that they spread about you. Yes, he can. Yes, my God can. He's not a man that he should lie. And his word says that he will. He will condemn every lying voice that comes up against you. As a servant of the Lord. He says he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. That doesn't mean that you'll have a Tesla and a multi-million dollar house on 200,000 acres of land. Amen. It means he'll supply all of your needs. Sometimes we think our wants are our needs. And sometimes he gets rid of the extra so that he can draw you close to him. That doesn't mean he's not there. That doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. It just means he's rearranging what you understand as I need and I want. But he does it all for your good. Whether we like it or not. He's doing it all for your good. Even when you get thrown into the lion's den. He is doing it for your good. And his glory. Even if you die. And you're thrown into the grave. You're never separated from him. He's doing it for our good. And his glory. Even if you have a red sea. In front of you. And you can't go backwards. Because the devil's back there trying to kill you. In fact, he's running to come kill you. God is going to make a way. Because my God can. Even Jesus suffered a fleshly death on the cross. And all hope was lost on that Friday. Those who knew him as the Savior, as the Christ. As the son of God. And lost all hope. It was a dark day. They were sad. They didn't know. He was going to come out of the grave. Three days later. They didn't understand that. When he spoke it to the apostles. They didn't realize what he was saying. He said destroy this temple. I'll raise it up in three days. Friday came and gone. He was gone. Pharisees had him killed. Saturday, still no Lord. They had won. Satan had won. And still Sunday, Satan had won until Mary and the women went to go look at the grave. And they noticed the stone had been rolled away. And the angel of the Lord said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He had been resurrected. And there was other people that were resurrected out of the grave as well. 
that the Bible mentions. He is a miracle-working God just because it's dark, just because you may have been thrown in a grave or there's a situation that is dead, it stinks. You have a bad habit that you know you need to give to the Lord. The Lord can do it. My God can. He promises everything that you lay down for his namesake in this life. He will give it back to you in this life. In this life, Matthew. The book of Matthew says that the Lord Jesus declares that himself. You may have a condition, a health condition, where there is no hope. You got to say, my God can. Because Jeremiah says in chapter 30, I believe, verses 12 through 17, he says, your wound is incurable. Incurable, meaning there's no hope. There's no hope for you. There's no remedy. There's no one to plead your cause. Your wound is incurable. Whether it be mental or physical, you have something that man says is going to be chronic. You have something that man says is going to kill you eventually. You have something that man says will never get better. Don't believe it. You guys say, but my God can. Because Jeremiah... Chapter 30, 12 through 17 says, Your wound was incurable. There's no hope for you. There was no one to plead your cause. But I, the Lord, will restore you to health. Not if you act right. Not if you um, are the pastor's favorite person. Not if you go to church every single week. I, the Lord, will restore you to health. By faith, what do you believe? Do you believe that your God can? Or do you hold more weight in what man says about your flesh than what God says? God says, I'm the God that heals all of your diseases. And the last time I checked the dictionary, all means all. Heals all of your diseases. There's no weapon Formed against you that will ever prosper. Not even those lying scoundrels who spread all kinds of lies about you. If you follow the Lord and you believe God, he will rectify it. He will condemn those lies. He will restore everything that you have laid down. He will raise you back up to life. He will shut the mouth of the lion. He will do it because his word says he did it. His word says he's not a man. He shall not lie. His word says that he is the one true living God who has all power in heaven and earth and nothing by any means shall ever hurt you. What do you believe? What do you believe? Who is your God? What can he really do? Does he have all power and authority? 
in, in you, much less heaven and earth? Come on now. Come on. Is he God or is it by what you can do? It's not by what I can do. Lest I should boast. Amen. God is good. I want you to believe in his name, Jesus. Today, that whatever it is that you're walking through, God can make a way. If you stay in faith, don't give the devil a foothold with your mouth, with your murmuring, with your complaining. You don't want to go around that mountain 40 years. Get up and praise his name. You got to get up and praise him. You got to praise him to break out so the Holy Spirit can come in and fill you and move that enemy out of the way. That is your ticket to deliverance is your praise. That is your ticket out of the grave is your praise. Your praise to take you from the problem to the promise. I would say your faith is your boat, but your praise is that motor that's going to get you there. Your praise is going to get you through the waves. Your praise is going to get you there. Amen. You're still going to have to defeat those giants. You're still going to have to believe even when it looks like a death trap. You're still going to have to call on the name of the Lord when you're surrounded by those that want to devour you. God will make a way. My God can. What about yours? Let's evaluate ourselves today and walk by faith and not by sight because my God can. Amen. And I pray that you have a blessed day that these words encourage you, that you are strengthened in your inner man, your inner spirit, that you believe that God is doing something in the earth to wake his people up and to break them out of the mental slavery that the system has slaved us in. We're not bound by chains that you can see these days. We're bound by Lies of deception that are believed by the masses. And we believe because all these other people believe the same thing that we are in the right. But that's never the accuracy of um, the calibration of the truth. That's not how you calibrate the truth. The truth is the truth regardless of whether anybody believes it or not. And that is the Holy Word of God. That is the one true living God who will save his people, who will make a way, who will destroy the wicked, who will give us our inheritance, which is the earth. Amen. I love you. I'm praying for you. I pray that you are strengthened in your faith today. That your feet are on the solid rock. That you shall not be moved or waver. That God is alive and living in you and all around you. And that he has got good plans for you. Praise him. Just keep praising him. He will do what he says he's going to do. And that is deliver Heal, provide, and protect. In the name of Jesus, have a blessed day.